Well, I've got this. Now I've got this. My prop in my pocket. Here we go. All right, let's open our Bibles. Are you ready? Let's open your Bibles to Psalm 107 and kind of just uh, right, right at the beginning, and you can keep it there. We'll launch forward from there. But first, let's pull up that, that beautiful image for the series that we're in. Everybody say virtues. We're going to talk about some virtues over the next few weeks of up, leading up until uh, our Christmas service. And I'm going to tell you that I didn't put a subtitle on it because I didn't want to frighten people away. But really, what we're going to talk about is the discipline of virtues. But if I announced that we're going to talk about discipline, then you would all find reasons to go somewhere else. Or also, I was looking it up, and I thought, well, how do you even define that? And it even, even the interwebs have a hard time uh, even mentioning discipline without the idea of punishment. It's not about that. Discipline is something that you choose to do because you know it is good to do and good for you and will produce good. So virtue, how many know that virtue doesn't happen on accident? There's no such thing as a random act of kindness. It's a cute bumper sticker, but it's a load of bologna. There's no, a random act of kindness is a happy accident, but kindness, if it is kind, is intentional. And virtue is something that is, is produced in us because we have done things on purpose. So we're going to talk about the discipline of certain virtues. Is that going to, I'm not going to ask if it's okay because we're doing it anyway. But I hope that you'll be excited about it. I already am. So let's start with the discipline of gratitude. Now, if some of you said, hey, wait a minute, Mrs. Dab already spoke on gratitude. If that is coming out of your mouth, you're a great candidate to be here today. Psalm 107, verses 1 and 2. The first two verses of that passage read like this in the NIV. And it's important because if other versions will say it slightly differently, and we might as well highlight those differences for fun of it. Psalm 107, give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his loving kindness endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord, the NIV says, tell their story. And honestly, that's correct. That is the, that's what the author means. But if you're like me at all, and I'm sorry if you are, but if you are like me at all and you grew up in church, you probably sang or said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And then everybody yelled, so. Like that's what the, that's like, that was the intent of the passage so that we would just yell so. No, it mean it doesn't say it's not say so it's not say so it's say so. If you're the if you are if the Lord has redeemed you tell your story. This this helps us understand what gratitude is. If you have experienced goodness because of goodwill, then you should acknowledge that goodness. This is gratitude and giving thanks. Gratitude, then, is the joyful awareness of good that you have received and the goodwill behind it. This is, this is one of the reasons why gratitude is a discipline, because it, it takes a little bit of attention, a little bit of focus. It doesn't happen on accident, because when it's, it's the receiving of something good and then being aware, joyfully aware of the good that I have received and Somebody said, and the goodwill behind it. That means I've got to have enough empathy to recognize that someone 
divine or otherwise, has done something or given something good to me. So the first thing I recognize is I've, I've received something good, but then I've got to go a step further, and here's where maturity and transformation begins to happen. I begin to think, wait a minute. You know, my friend Gene, you know, gave me a boiga. I love me some boiga, you know. But he brought, he gave me a hamburger. But not only do I say, wow, I'm so happy about this hamburger. Gratitude is, hmm, I'm grateful that my friend Gene thought of me. That he thought of me and, and exercised, oh, a good effort. Thank you, Gene, for the burger. But let's go over here. I can do this in real time. I can say, thank you, Kevin and Wendy, for thinking of me today. Now, they've thought of a lot of people that work here, a lot of people that serve. There's breakfast burritos that they make for, for volunteers. That's an incentive to become a volunteer, by the way. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, we, we, we have been notified that there's more opportunities there that they, uh, they, are, they, are, they are hiring, so to speak, in, our, in kingdom kids. So if you want to be a difference maker, not just hold babies, but begin to teach children the ways of the Lord, uh, and also occasionally get a breakfast burrito. <laughs> We're fixing to have revival right now on the spot. Going to get overrun with volunteers. But not only do they do that, but, but because I'm not much of a breakfast burrito guy, I'm sort of a give-it-to-me-bland sort of a feller, there's a separate little plastic container that says DAV on it, and it's just got meat, tater, and egg. And you know what? That's kind. So first of all, I said, ooh, I'm very thankful for my meat, tater, and egg. But also, I'm thankful for the goodwill for people that thought enough with enough affection to go out of their way to do something kind. Okay? But not only do I feel it, that's gratitude. Yeah. To feel it, to intentionally feel it, but then to say, can you hear the words coming out of my mouth? To say something, write something, sing something, smoke signal something. <laughs> I didn't say smoke something. <laughs> aren't, you, aren't you glad for cameras at 10 a.m.? <laughs> <laughs> communicate not so gratitude is the joyful awareness of good and the goodwill behind it and giving thanks is when i joyfully acknowledge it thank you kevin and wendy for that gracious expression of kindness thank you for my breakfast it was delicious and i ate it and i'm happy so gratitude is how i feel how i choose to feel and giving thanks is what I do about it, how I exercise, how I express that. And you do so toward God. Always do so toward God and toward others. Gratitude is good manners. I can't believe, I think two and a half people said something. Gratitude is good manners. I think one of the reasons why you were quiet is because unfortunately, Unfortunately, I don't know how, I don't know when it began, but unfortunately, folks sort of turned gratitude into obligation and shame. Yeah, like this. Well, you know, so, you know, Johnny gets a present for birthday, and then you say to Johnny, Did you say thank you? And you scowl like a warning, like, Shame on you, you got something good. Did you say thank you? Well, okay, and then you. He marches over and says, thank you. Well, good. And, and it's like this obligatory thing where you almost resent it. 
or if you or this idea that if something good happened, you know, you you owe it. You are you owe this debt of gratitude. Gratitude is not a debt that you if someone does something good for you and then you owe them, that's not gratitude. That's organized crime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, you owe me one. So it's not obligatory, but it is good manners. It is the right thing to do. Gratitude's always welcome. Gratitude is never offensive. No one ever gets offended by gratitude. I can't, how dare they be grateful? Gratitude improves everything and everyone. Gratitude unexpressed is ingratitude. And ingratitude is rude. Gratitude left unexercised. Not un, without the discipline of gratitude. Gratitude left unexercised will atrophy into entitlement and discontent. If you do not exercise gratitude, it will atrophy. It will become something poisonous, and gross, entitlement and discontent. And indulging or accommodating entitlement or discontent will keep the joy and the benefit of gratitude far from us. First of all, Dad, what do you mean by entitlement? Well, entitlement is the belief that one is inherently deserving of privileges or special treatment or good or goodwill. Entitlement uses words like should, deserve, Entitlement is often envious or jealous. It does not delight in the good that others experience because it believes that the center of gravity is this direction. Furthermore, entitlement doesn't see in terms of good and goodwill toward me. Entitlement sees in terms of was, not was it good toward me, but was it good you know, for me. Entitled, for instance, and I've been using this pen all weekend, uh, uh, disclaimer, whatever, I bought this pen for me. Hi, my name is Brian, and I have a pen problem. <laughs> it's not my fault. It's congenital. <laughs> it's, it's his fault. Put the camera on that guy over there, James, James Leroy Davenport. It's my, I inherited it. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. I'm a penaholic and I inherited it from him. Anyway, but I also am a Bibleaholic and I inherited it from him, so I'm happy about that. So, um, but let's just say, let's just say, for example, since then you're back to Gabby again, let's just say for perhaps that, that Gabby gave, bought this pen for me. My, what I, what the right thing to do is to say, ah, Gabby thought of me. She knows that I'm a penaholic. And she thought of me, and she got me this pen. How kind of her to think of me. And then I expressed that. Wasn't that wonderful? That's gratitude. Entitlement might say, ha, a pen, huh? Well, it better not be bold print. I don't like them bold. I hope it's not, I hope it's not a, oh, it's, a, it's not a clicker? Well, it's all right. And then I kind of just set it aside. See, entitlement uh, evaluates for how it makes me feel or for whether it, it, it's up to my standard or whatever. It's very self, but it, entitlement evaluates, gratitude celebrates. Yeah. Yeah. 
Entitlement never feels grateful. At best, it feels justified. Where this attitude is present, gratitude is quite distant. Well, what about discontent? Discontent means to be dissatisfied. Discontent is simply committed to the idea that whatever other grass there is, it is greener than the grass here. Discontent uses words like but or if only or except or sort of or nearly or, you know, almost. Discontent will see flaw or it will see lack. It will see problem. It will see imperfection, but not the good or goodwill. Discontent will focus on imperfection. In fact, It is the false allure of perfection that is the fuel for discontent. The more discontented you are, the more critical you will become. This is a good diagnosis. If there is a a flow of criticism or a critical tone coming out, you 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 are probably living in a environment, an environment of discontent, and you will only become more and more uh, or less and less content and more and more contentious. But then entitlement and discontent can be bound together by by pride and become this mutated thing of uh, virtue signaling victimhood, meaning it, it advertises, virtue signaling victimhood is, is the advertising of self-pity or self-promotion. It'll speak, constantly speaking in terms of, well, how busy I am or how much I've got to do. or No matter what you say about what's happening in your life, the person here will one-up you, either with more self-pity or more self-promotion. But gratitude will displace all of those rotten attitudes. It simply will. No matter where you are or what you're doing, you can change the thermostat with gratitude. Found myself even traveling overseas. There were times, I got just just full disclosure, there were times I was like, you know what? I don't really feel like being in this car for several hours on roads that are so bad I'm getting multiple levels of whiplash. (laughs) There were times that I said to myself, you know what? I'm really... I'm just, I am just soaking in my own goo. There's levels of sweat happening that is just horrible. And I'm getting there, and there's no relief in sight. And I could be, you know, a lot of those things, you could focus on some of those things. But all of that, I, I could, and I was, you know, fortunately self-aware enough to have these conversations with myself going, yeah, this is, this is entitlement. This is discontent speaking. Instead, gratitude should say, I am so amazingly overwhelmingly grateful that the youngest kid from 43rd Street with blue, che- with blue shag carpet has found his way on the other side of the planet and anybody even cares what I have to say. I can't believe that they even invited me over here. I can't believe I have the opportunity to provide ministry study materials to people in other nations. I didn't write it, but I'm just the UPS guy, but I'm able to deliver it to them. I'm able to be an instrument somehow to to meet a need that they have. I can't believe I have this kind of opportunity. On and on and on. Gratitude displaces all that. You know why? Because gratitude is a benevolent bully. 
It is an 800-pound gorilla that demands its own way. It's myopic. It's stubborn. Gratitude is closed-minded. It will not complain. Gratitude will not complain. It will not gripe. It will not entertain self-pity or pride. Gratitude will not abide harsh words or hurtful sarcasm or rude humor. That's the language of discontent and entitlement. It will not share space with negativity or resentment or jealousy. Gratitude is really, really good manners. But there's more. Don't answer yet. Gratitude is also really good theology. If you look in your Bibles, Romans chapter 1 and verse 18, Paul begins to delineate the downward cycle of sin. And he's, and he's going to talk about uh, the, the man's intentional sin and rebellion and, and God's response to it. Here's how he begins. Verse 18, the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all uh, godlessness and wickedness in people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. I want you to hear the condition being described. Godlessness, wickedness, the suppression of truth by wickedness. Since, since what may be known about God is plain to them, it's possible to see God and know him. God has made it plain to them, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. So God is able to be known, God is able to be seen. Verse 21, for although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God, nor gave thanks to him. But their thinking became futile, and, and their foolish hearts were darkened. When we say gratitude is good theology, theology is our lens, our understanding of who God is and how he is working in the world. And, and gratitude is, is a tool, a lens through which we can actually understand who God is, appreciate who he is, respond to him. Gratitude is the best kind. It helps me to see who he is. But apart from gratitude, I do what the, the, the Romans describes. If I reject gratitude, I pollute a view of God and of myself and of the world around me. I, it is the rejection of gratitude toward God that is fundamental in the rebellion of man. Ingratitude, bad theology. Gratitude, really good. Really good. Psalm 106, verse 1 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His loving kindness endures forever. Ah, so gratitude turns my heart and my attention, my understanding to the goodness of God and his loving kindness. And it, and it keeps me connected to and confident in his goodness and loving kindness. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, Paul says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Give thanks in all circumstances doesn't mean give thanks for every, every time you stub your toe or get a flat tire. Well, thank God that's over. Thank God for that. No, to give thanks in all circumstances means that regardless of what circumstance I find myself in, I can, I have the opportunity, I think the divine obligation, the responsibility, I have the opportunity to stay connected to a confidence in the providence of God. 
that no matter what's happening around me, God is still good and God is still working for good. There may be things I do not understand, but gratitude reminds me that I focus on what I do understand. There may be things I don't know, but gratitude reminds me of the things that I do know. And because of that, I can survive any storm, any wreck, any cloud, any thunder, any season. I can walk through it. It may be difficult, but let the storm do its worst because I will remain connected to the goodness of God. Gratitude is really good theology. But before we go, it's important to affirm this. Gratitude is also good mental health. Or you might say this. Gratitude is good for you. Why don't you tell me right now? No, I need you to tell me. Tell me again. Thank you, Gordo. I appreciate that. Gratitude is good for you. How is it good for you? Gratitude magnifies and internalizes the good in your life. Whatever good is happening in your life, it, gratitude amplifies it. it. It increases its value to you and its effect upon you. In terms of the effects of ingratitude, how ingratitude is bad for you, let me affirm this. If someone is drama-prone, quick-tempered, Emotionally frenzied, easily triggered, you can be assured that they are not well acquainted with gratitude. Cultivating gratitude, your, your notes will just say these are some studies. Cultivating gratitude has been linked to better health sounder sleep, less anxiety and depression, higher long-term satisfaction with life, and kinder behavior toward others. People who cultivate and practice gratitude are less likely to turn aggressive when provoked. In one study, people who kept gratitude journals just once a week compared to those who did not were more optimistic, they were happier, reported fewer physical problems, and even spent more time exercising. I know. Some people are like, well, I don't want that. I'm out of here. They fell asleep more quickly at night and woke up more refreshed. Further, gratitude improves self-esteem. Insecurity is a never-ending pit. You cannot solve insecurity through greater, just, you know, by, by, by trying to fill it up. You will, the only way to solve it is to turn it around and begin to express gratitude. Gratitude will improve. It will actually bolster internally the idea that you are loved and cared for. By reminding yourself of the goodness you have received and the goodwill behind it. People's, God's love and care for you, people's love and care for you. Gratitude, when people practice gratitude, troublesome thoughts pop up less frequently and with less intensity. Multiple studies now suggest that people, listen to this, who, who feel more gratitude are also more likely to have higher levels of happiness, not the other way around. We do not, we say, well, I'd, I'd, I'd be more grateful if I were more happy. It won't happen that way. But you will actually increase the inner culture, the inner climate of joy. Gratitude is the gateway to greater joy. 
But there's a catch. Remember, the subtitle is The Discipline of Virtue. There's a catch. The bulk of research suggests that gratitude should be chronic in order to make a lasting difference in well-being. In other words, it won't work just practicing it one day a year. Or really, even a few weeks out of the year. For it, to, for it to matter, it must become a discipline. This is true of every virtue. This is true of any good thing in your life. Any good thing in your life. If, you, you know, if, you, you know, if, you're, wanting to get, if you're wanting to get in, in better shape and you did a push-up, it's not going to work. Well, I did a push-up. How come it's not, I not, didn't fix it? No. You know, even, what if you did a push-up once a day? Well, or every day. I don't know. If you went, you could go to the gym one, some people, you know, January, they go to the gym like twice and like, well, I don't know, didn't, didn't, ah, didn't help me. It didn't work. People say, well, I went to prayer meeting, nothing happened. I, I said a prayer. Here's the deal. If you, 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 you can go one day and nothing, not, not on two days, maybe nothing, but if anything you do, if you, whether it's the gym or anything else, you, after a hundred days, you won't even recognize yourself. So one day, gratitude, you may or may not. Well, I, honestly, with gratitude, it has, it's pretty powerful. It's a, I mean, it's a, it's a, I think we're talking about a, a, you know, a one-hour turnaround here. But if you will give yourself to the discipline of gratitude after a season, you won't recognize yourself, and maybe even better, neither will those around you. Therefore, here's what I want to encourage now. I want to encourage you to the discipline of gratitude. And how to do it? Simply, I want you to count your blessings. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. It's a good song, good hymn we used to sing. I remember the gal, her name, honestly, Mom, the, the, the voice that I can hear singing that is Grandma Carr. She wasn't even my real grandma, but in church, you know, you just have things. But I could hear her singing that song. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Count your many blessings. See what God... Here's the song. When upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, when you are discouraged thinking all is lost, count your many blessings. Name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Are you ever burdened with a load of care? Does the cross seem heavy you are called to bear. Count your many blessings, every doubt will fly, and you will be singing as the days go by. So amid the conflict, whether great or small, do not be discouraged. God is over all. Count your many blessings. Angels will attend, help, and comfort you to your journey's end. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Somebody say one by one. Count your blessings. See what God has done. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Count your many blessings. See what God has done. So here's my counsel to you today. Do it. Do that. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Okay, you, there are different levels of this. Some folks, I see it on their social media. They're, they'll post one thing a day for which they're grateful. I think that's a great place to start. 
but make or make a list and add to it every day and then but read through it and add to it every day or count your blessings in as in a group or as a family do it around do it in the car if if you got if you got more than one person in the car on the way home today put down your phone especially if you're driving put down your phone <laughs> and take turns articulating specific blessings Count them one by one. Be specific. Be specific. Do it, around a, do it around a lunch table. Do it around the dinner table. Do it around the, in, the, in the living room. Take, take a moment and just begin to count your... Look, you're, you're, some of you are fixing to watch a lot of sports, right? I think football is coming on or something, right? You know, turkey this or football that. Even if you, Great. When the commercial comes on, instead of being incentivized to buy more beer or car insurance, <laughs> push mute and just practice giving thanks. Count your blessings. And I thought about, I thought about a couple of other, other fun things to do. And, and some real, if you want to get after it, you want to be really disciplined, you want to train yourself, uh, here's the deal. Get yourself a deck of cards. And I thought to myself, boy, back in the day, if I'd have got a deck of cards out in the pulpit, my God in heaven, we'd call the superintendent. <laughs> somebody around here knows. Somebody around, my God, he's got a deck of cards. Something happened to him in Africa. Um, uh, so I'm not going to ask you to pick a car. I'm not gonna, we're not going to gamble. I'm not going to do a tricks here. But here's the deal. I'm tempted to do this, but I, it'll take too long. So let's. I'm not going to do it. It'll take forever. Okay. But get yourself a deck of cards. Imagine I had all of them. And do this. Throw them on the ground. Now, for those of you that have a little bit of, oh, boy, I'm about to have a problem whether I want to or not. Um, for those of you that have any, any sort of OCD problems, just having a deck of cards on the ground is going to make you mad. <laughs> but here's what you do. Grab one card at a time. Okay? Is the camera on me still? Is the camera on me? Okay. Uh, grab one. And with each time you pick up a card, articulate a specific thing for which you are grateful. And then you might find yourself going, oh, no, I've, I've sort of run out. By the time you've picked up six or seven, you might think, uh-oh, I've got to think harder. Good. Keep going. See if you can do all 52. And then if you, and and I'll I'll tell you this, you get through 52 countings of your blessings, you're going to feel it. You're going to feel it. You're going to feel something in your heart and in your mouth and in your mood. And then do it again the other day. Do it again. I talked, uh, the other idea was I said, get yourself a box of matches and spill them on the ground. What are, your, what are you nervous about? Did that make you nervous, those cards on the ground? I didn't put them all in, cor- oh my heavens. Here, wow. Listen, listen, you guys got to pray for me because I, look, like begets like. I've got some issues and everybody who works for me has got them. <laughs> Count your blessings. She doesn't like mixed up cards, but she sings real good. Count your blessings. This is what I want you to do. Count your blessings. That's it. That's the discipline of gratitude. Get yourself a box of those matches and spill them on the ground. That's going to irritate you. Then pick up one match at a time, and each time you do, articulate for something for which you're grateful. You'll revolutionize your heart, your mouth, and your mood. 
you'll do it. And you'll be eager to do it because you won't want those matches everywhere <laughs> or those cards out of place. So right now, it's 11.19. I've gone too long, goofing around. I want you to take 30 seconds prayerfully right now, in prayer, 30 seconds right now, let's do this. And I want you to articulate to God, express to the Lord three things for which you are grateful. Right now, don't whisper. You know, above, a little bit above a murmur. As if the Lord was saying, huh? I didn't quite hear that. Talk to him. Good. Now tell one person on one, one side or another, tell one person something for which you're grateful. Go ahead and tell them. One person. Tell them. Around you, behind you, in front of you. Tell them. Good job. Now tell somebody else. Tell the next person. Turn around. You tell them. Take turns. Tell somebody else something for which you're grateful. Go ahead and do it. Wasn't this fun? A little gratitude gossip. A little, little church gratitude gossip. Turn it loose. Turn it loose. In all things, we give you thanks. We give you praise and thanksgiving at all Bless you, go count your blessings and share them with somebody else. Have a great week.